0: Thank you everybody for joining us today. My name is James Kleinick. I'm here with the Man's Take podcast, Springs in the Desert. We are here today with Ian Durnin, And Ian is a, a friend of mine through Springs in the Desert. Uh, he and his wife Cassie have been involved with the ministry here for, oh goodness, a, a good long while at this point. And uh, Cassie's a regular contributor through some of the columns and some of the other writings that we have on our website, you should go check out those resources. There's a lot of great stuff on the website if you haven't been there in a while. And, uh, Ian, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? hi
1: right, Thank you so much for having me, brother James. And, uh, hi to everyone out there, uh, listening into the podcast. My name is Ian Dernan. I'm, uh, Arizonan, uh, born and raised out here in Arizona, been married for, uh, going on 13 years to my wife, Cassie. Um, uh, pretty much like kind of like high school sweetheart. So um, yeah, she's definitely the better half. And uh, I'm just so thankful to the Lord that uh, she's been a big part, I think, in my uh, conversion story and my growth as a man. So I give glory to God for that. Um, um, so anyhow, yeah, I'm out here in Globe, Arizona, a small little town. Um, we just uh, recently had a couple of uh, wildfires kind of flanking us. So I uh, just keep praying to the Lord that they stay away from us, uh, from our town here. But um, Yeah a little bit about me yeah that's been crazy
0: by the way I, i it's been a while for i mean i've never seen really a drought like this um kind of in the southwest like i'm seeing there i guess you're probably like right in the thick of it right now aren't
1: you right yeah it's like arizona is just one giant i don't know just a pile of hay really i mean it just has it doesn't rain much and then when anything lights on fire it just spreads like crazy the two fires actually merged they were like gosh they're Really far away from each other, the next thing you know, within like a week, they merged. And they were first saying, Oh, they're not going to merge. I'm like, I don't know. And then next thing you know, they merged, you know. And yeah, so it was about a week and a half close to two weeks of just smoke in the air out here. It's uh, it's crazy. So it's definitely a lot of people praying right now for uh, for that monsoon to kick in, please, Lord.
0: <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. Well, we'll be praying for y'all too. Um, yeah, that's that's nuts. We've had so we're down here in Austin, and you know, a couple of years ago, I, it was probably. Oh, it's more than a couple of years now, but I want to say about 10 years ago, we had a really deep drought and uh, had some bad wildfires kind of going through Texas, too. It's it seems like these things are happening a little bit more frequently than I recall growing up. But
1: uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah, it's crazy stuff. Uh, But I'm glad that you and Cassie are safe. And uh, I hope uh, hope that hope that the weather turns soon for you guys out there. No question.
1: Yep. You have all the more reason for us to rely on the Lord. Let me tell you. <laughs> you, you can't figure out this stuff by yourself that's for sure Right. well hey you know
0: speaking of uh figuring out stuff for yourself uh today is uh today's father's day right which is really cool because you know it is a sharp reminder of how you can't figure out stuff for yourself you're relying on other men to to lead you along and, and help you to grow um right. yeah i i always think it's really interesting think- myself yeah go ahead sorry
1: was oh, saying oh happy Father's day yeah definitely,
0: yeah, absolutely no yeah happy father's Day to man to to all of us on some level uh, it's kind of neat though it's it's been it's been an interesting experience uh for me and my wife over the past five years uh, we've been dealing with infertility for about that long at this point uh, always interesting when Father's day rolls around because it provides some interesting conversations at very least between the two of us um but yeah, I'm always kind of interested to see how other guys interact with Father's Day and what it means to them. Uh, how does this day kind of strike you, Ian?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, brother. I, uh, when it comes to Father's Day, I think yeah, very different for us men. Um, you know, in terms of like how we approach it. I know you and I were talking earlier um, about how I think men don't really kind of get are are as sensitive about Father's Day as you know, like women you know could be you know about Mother's Day. Um, and at first I thought there was just something kind of wrong with me, you know, and I would say, Oh, happy father's day. And, you know, like in church today, I'll call the men, please, all fathers, please rise for a blessing. And, you know, I don't, I don't really feel anything. Just, you know, I bless them. You know? And, uh, so, yeah, I, I think um, father's day um, it's just kind of different for, I say me, we, uh, my wife and I, we've been infertile, you know, all, all this time that um, we've been married for the 13 years. And um, so I think I'd say over like, after about five years of being married, I started kind of, you know, went through my prayer and um, talking to other men, I started kind of looking at spiritual fatherhood. And so, um, you know, as was mentioned today by our priest in mass, you know, they were uh, doing prayers of the faithful and they are saying, you know, let us give thanks to the Lord for all of those men who mentored us or guided us um, uh, spiritually or in any you know, parts of our lives, you know, we give thanks to the Lord for them. And I was just thinking, yeah, you know, I've had a lot of, Very good spiritual fathers out there. And when I was in high school working as a volunteer at church, uh, there was a gentleman volunteering there too, and his name was Chaleco. And he always gave me, always imparted lots of advice and wisdom. And um, of course, I'm thankful for my own, my dad, you know, with all the hard work and sacrifice he did, you know, raising me. Uh, But I I give thanks to kind of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit animates different people, different men uh, for us at different stages in our life and how they can really. be a blessing to us and really help us kind of see things more clearly. Uh, so I guess give glory to God for that, uh, for, for father's day.
0: Yeah, no, those are all really good points. I, it is interesting too, as a guy, I definitely think that I tend to kind of keep track in my own mind of, uh, the different men who have had some profound impacts on the way that I've developed in the way that I've changed in my thinking and the ways that I've grown spiritually. Um, yeah, it's really wonderful to be able to kind of remember those people, uh, especially on a day like today, uh, which, yeah, and for me, that kind of even speaks more to kind of the meaning of what Father's Day more so is than probably anything else. It really is a, a great opportunity to just be grateful for all these, all these really important people that the Holy Spirit has put in my life that have helped to kind of shape me to what I am which is also kind of interesting because it's very different than if we were looking at this from the standpoint of, um, you know, if I, if I had kids or something, I'm sure that I'd be looking at this very well, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't be looking at it entirely differently, but it certainly would be a different experience. Um, but it is wonderful. It's wonderful to be able to kind of imbue it with a sense of gratitude, uh, to kind of kind of shape it into something that's, that's approachable, uh, on a day when we might otherwise be thinking about kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really relate to it in the way where it's like, I feel like a loss of children. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure that there are probably some people that do, but it's it's still nice either way to be able to think about, um, you know, my dad and all these other men that have impacted my life.
1: Yeah, I hear you. And, and to all those brothers out there too, you know, as I think that, you know, there might be some men um, out there that are that are triggered by it. You know, maybe they see when they're at mass, you know, they see the fathers with their kids, or or today, you know, it could have maybe kind of felt like maybe it threw a little salt or lime juice on the wound, in a sense. So, um, but I can definitely understand that, you know, through uh, you know my relationship with my wife and watching her, um, whenever you know she would kind of be triggered by those things, and I could I, I I do imagine that yeah, there probably are brothers out there that who who do suffer um, um, when they see that, and uh, I definitely understand that. Uh, that's definitely painful. It's definitely difficult. But um, in the meantime, you know, how is it? The Lord is your father. You know, the Lord is. And that's another thing, too. I want to give glory to God for this Father's Day is that he's our father. And I think in many ways he's calling us, um, those of us who have, don't have children, that he's, he wants to be your father he, in, in a much deeper way and to continue to journey with him, just you and him. So you are the son in many ways. And um, so you just keep praying to him, keep reading your scripture, keep uh, finding good brothers. And the other thing too, that I I think is a really special is when I think about all those men that gave me um, counseling and advice, um, men that were older than me, or some of my friends, even my age, and sometimes younger, you know, you're always learning something. And, all of those, all of that advice, kind of collects in your hand, you know, like a lot of little seeds, and they get planted in you, and they grow and they flourish, and it, and it, it, turns you into this unique creation, and you just never know what the fruits that come off of you and your personality, uh, your hobbies, uh, things that you get excited about, and you're out there meeting other men, you just never know how you are being that spiritual father, how the Holy Spirit's animating you, and uh, you're able to share. All those gifts that you've received all those years, uh, you know, in your past, you're still able to share it with others and you may not feel like you're sharing it. You may not feel like you have anything to offer, but time and time again, uh, you know, I I get these comments from people, you know, years later, they're like, oh yeah, I was really thankful that you told me about that. or I never forgot how you did this particular act and I was watching you and that really meant a lot to me. Wow, that's that's interesting. So it's special. Special.
0: Yeah. I mean, you sit back and you think about, um, you know, I like that. I like that image that you just painted there. The whole idea of of there being seeds that are kind of planted within you. When we think about planting, you know, when my wife and I were living in Dallas, we had, we had a garden and we were able to grow just mostly, mostly herbs, but I grew some, some tomatoes and some jalapenos and some other stuff like that. Some other peppers that were really tasty. Um, but the action, like of participating in a garden, is is very passive. I mean, there's there's an active part of it, but there's but most of your most of your participation. What's happening there is really a passive thing. You're trying to create the conditions uh, that will allow for a plant to flourish. Uh, but ultimately, the growth of that plant isn't something that I can facilitate. I can't I can't make a, a seed sprout. I can give it water, and I can I can fertilize the the soil. Uh, kind of like within my own self, uh, you know, thinking about these seeds planted in my heart. It's like, you know, oh, I can make I can make my heart a fertile place where those seeds can grow. But it's God acting through me, God acting in me, um, in spite of myself, in many ways that allow for you know that flourishing and that growth. And then to be able to have that moment where you step back and you see the impact that you've made in somebody else's life, that they kind of bring that to your attention, and it, it can be a really humbling moment. It's a it's kind of a beautiful moment because it's like. Well, I certainly wasn't trying to you know, directly cause this to happen in this person's life. Um, but then, but seeing, but it's like, but I will right. the good of this person and I love this person and to see that, that, that there's been something that has impacted them and allowed them to grow in that sort of a way. What a moment of celebration uh, at something much bigger than, than me, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. It's such a special thing. And, and, uh, I just, I like the, like, are you talking about, you know, the garden, and you're, you're trying to set up, like, conditions, and um, I can't help but think, like, I've, I've done so much reading about, like, parenthood, and um, what's so interesting is, I feel like, I don't feel, that's what I think, here, here we go, so, like, when a person has a child, right, say, you know, so you have a, a child, this little baby, and they start to grow up, is it that you are shaping that child, or is it that that child or are you setting conditions around that child for that child to kind of like discover themselves and for you to discover them? You know, it's like, like those seeds that you receive from others, sometimes you don't know what it's going to grow into. Like what are the implications of that piece of advice that someone told me 20 years ago? And how's that going to come out? And like, what fruit is that going to bear? And I think that's uh, very similar with like parenthood and like spiritual fatherhood is that like, um, and like, you're given seeds, but sometimes you don't know what kind of seed it is. Is it, is, is it mustard? Is it a strawberry seed? Is it an avocado seed? Well, well, you can tell with an avocado seed pretty huge. But there's yeah, a like some bramble in there or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's like your our job in our uh, our relationship with the Lord and in like what He's doing with us, with you and I, Brother James, is and on you out there, brothers, is that in our relationship with our wives and our relationship with our our brothers and and uh, those at church and it's setting up conditions for something to grow. God already made the seed. It's kind of like DNA, right? Like no, like oh, it's a little speck of DNA, but that little speck of DNA has a lot of information in it. And it's like all you can do is set the conditions. And I think that's what's so special about um, uh, fatherhood and that we still get to participate in is that there's seeds in us. And we, uh, we uh, kind of we pour water and we give it sunshine with, you know, the word and through uh, you know, good conversations with good friends, you know, reading scripture, prayer, um, healthy activities. So, and then it starts to bloom and it's like, did I choose? Did I know what I had was put in me? Did I know what I was going to become? No, but the Lord knew. And, uh, and it's like, you're doing that for other people too. Like just by being yourself and being kind and generous, patient, uh, sharing wisdom people are going to you're setting a condition around them that makes them feel warm and accepted and makes them feel like hey it's good to be me you know like this person delights in me and i don't really like myself but this person really you know smiles at me and thinks i'm a great person well maybe i should kind of think about that myself and you set that condition again and so i think we're all we're all taking play i think i look at it kind of like taking part in that garden of eden you know adam out there you know, sweating and, you know, trying to <laughs> you know, grow things, you know, out there. And I think that's what we're sure. doing. It's, that's what spiritual fatherhood has kind of taken on for me is that the Lord's doing that for me, setting up conditions for me in my life, you know, through my wife and all in his love and his patience with me in the sacraments. And it's like, I can do that to myself, you know, I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm, I'm going to use your patience. I'm going to use it on myself and I'm going to use it on others. And it's, it's beautiful. Like it just You just never know what the implications are. It's like the domino effect that you just have no clue what's going to happen. Isn't
0: that the truth? Yeah. I mean, I think that speaks right back to even just the way that we relate to our, our, our wives. I mean, I, I think that I have definitely felt that within our marriage, as we've come to kind of greater acceptance of the cross of infertility, the, the thing that comes into sharp relief more than anything else is just the importance of recognizing marriage as being the most important and fundamental relationship in my life and mm-hmm. and it, it's you know it's kind of the mixed bag blessing that you get dealing with infertility because you know if we had children we would probably be a little bit more tempted to want to focus on our children i i, I see this in my parents uh, my mom particularly uh you know, she, she absolutely loves each and every one of us. Uh, There's four of us uh, when we were growing up and she put a lot of time and energy into helping us to grow and to become who we are. That said, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that if you, if you get too dialed in on, on those relationships, you can kind of gloss over the fact that, you know, the only reason you have those relationships is because of a marriage. Um, And that's really your primary relationship. Like that's, it's only because of that marriage that the children mean anything. Uh, having having dealt with the situation where we're not probably going to have children of our own, uh, you know, you kind of skip that step. It's like you you kind of skip that distraction, I should say. Uh, there's not the really the possibility of being sidetracked there, and then all of a sudden, you know, as you were kind of pointing out with this whole idea of, of spiritual parenthood and the idea of of nurturing these different seeds and, and, and trying to act with God in this pattern of growth. I mean, wow. You start realizing the fields out there for you to, for you to sow seed in. And it's like, you, you look out and you're like, well, there's the the field of my marriage and there's the field of my coworkers. And there's the field of, uh, you know, my, my, my church community and, and whoever else. But I think that that's, that starts right. to be a very poignant and, um, it's just a more uh, holistic way. I think of being able to kind of approach life in general, uh, that can really lead to a lot of growth and acceptance, especially dealing with the hardship of, of loss that we all kind of have felt at least at some point with infertility, but have you experienced something similar to that kind of in your, in your journey?
1: Yeah, brother, yeah, that really spoke to my heart What you're, you know, sharing the brother James, you know, about, um, yeah, our marriage, is a place where, um, you know, it's the Lord, he He put seed in our marriage. And, um, you know, when I first got married to Cassie, it was like, well, we were expecting, you know, that seed. You know, we bought a four-bedroom house, four bed, three bath, 2,000 square foot in the heart of Gilbert, Arizona. And it was a nice place. But, you know, after living there for four and a half years and no children coming, we're like, well, what's the point of this huge house payment? And um you know, so it's like at that point, you know, it's like you feel kind of frustrated at, at the Lord. You know, I, I'm not going to say you feel kind of but you do feel frustrated at the Lord. Like, What's going on, Lord? I do love my wife and I love her regardless. And I know that she loves me regardless, um, you know, of whatever the underlying issue is for the infertility. But it just begs the question, you know, further in terms of like our sonship with the Lord. It's like, all right, Lord well, what seed do you have for me? And I think that's an important question to think about it, especially you brothers out there that might be suffering or kind of feeling like, you know, kind of like, oh, it's meaningless or what's the point? I don't tick like other men. I don't have those same kind of motivations like other men because of this. And um, I just can't help but think that uh, going back to Adam and Eve, brother. So this is kind of, this is over a lot of years of my kind of relationship with the Lord and my men's group. And um, they always talk about uh, you know, the Garden of Eden. And, uh, what's so special about the Garden of Eden is that, um, yeah, Adam was there to guard and to till, as it says in the book of Genesis. He was there to guard and to till. And, um, but I sit there and I'm like, well, he's guarding and tilling, but it didn't say he was creating any seeds. Like he wasn't like, hey, I, I'm going to choose. It was just the Lord who provided the seed and his job is to garden, to till you know put some water yeah. on there let the sun be, set those conditions up and um that's i'd say that's the direction that has gone for us you know i, I went through um yeah, kind of like the, like a meaningless phase you know like what, what am i doing or you know other men at work they're more motivated because you know they have a child on the way and so their sales would skyrocket and i just wouldn't you know wouldn't feel that same level of motivation as them and yeah. i just felt kind of like well maybe i'm I feel like maybe I'm in an extended adolescence you know like what am I doing and yeah
0: man I hear you there well let me let me dig into that a little bit because I think that's really fascinating so y'all y'all got married and I mean you probably just like you know like many other of us we're probably thinking you know we're gonna have a bunch of kids and and have an awesome family and so y'all y'all got a house a big house and four and a half years later you said you kind of yeah. together what was that decision like with your with your wife as you kind of came to the realization that maybe it was time to do something different. Well, what was that like?
1: Like there too. Um, gosh, you know, the time off it was. It was kind of like she was going through more of the emotional and spiritual kind of turmoil of it. For me, I didn't experience it that way, and I actually felt kind of guilty. You know that I yeah. didn't feel like. Well, the other thing too is like, well, so my wife was going through, you know, the real difficulty. You know, she's not going to be able to hold on to she's a child that's of her own flesh and her own image and likeness kind of thing and um yeah. I didn't feel I felt a little bit you know maybe like five percent of what she felt maybe if that you know and all due respect to my wife like I don't even know if it was even that much of that kind of sadness but um I just um I don't know I just yeah I had a hard time just kind of kind uh, of figure out like well, what am I doing with life and so actually with her kind of going through all that difficulty and then and then we were looking at our finances actually that was kind of how it came about we're like gosh you know we have student loans we have car payments we have this big house payment what are we doing you know like what's, what's what is this worth all this financial sacrifice and uh so at that point it was actually kind of like we we're doing dave ramsey and then i was working in investments and so mm-hmm. i realized you know what let's just try to you know uh, increase cash flow in our lives and so that's where we sold our house in gilbert and Uh, We moved over to Mesa, much more affordable, bought a little place for cash. And I was like, well, it's just me and the wife. And um, Lord, if if you want to straighten out this ship, you know, you want it to go in a different direction, just let me know. But, you know, four and a half years, we gave it a try. And uh, it was just, you know, how was it? That big mortgage payment really was just kind of pulling energy out of my marriage. It was was like an energy sucker, you know. It was just pulling us out. And then we were having, um, you know, issues like, Oh, like you spent thirty dollars here. It's Like now, like we kind of like laugh. Like oh, it's thirty dollars. deal. you know, like thank God, you know, the Lord has given us a lot of uh, a lot of financial acumen or whatever over the years in our experience. Believe me, I was I was the spender of the two of us. Believe me, <laughs> I was always like oh, let's go eat here, let's go stay there, let's go buy this that. Um, so a lot of it was like. Me kind of making, oh yeah, coming to terms with that kind of spiritual adolescence. Like, well, I don't have kids, so I can go do this. I don't have kids, so I can do that. Um, but it was like the the more I started reaching into my faith and becoming more honest with the Lord and with my wife and getting close to her, closer to her in her pain and what was going through she was going through. It was like that was when things started to improve for us. Where you know, like, hey, let's what areas can we um, like, you know, how, how is it making sacrifices toward a big, toward a bigger value, you know? And, and so that was like, when you learn to sacrifice, I think that's a big part about growing into manhood into spiritual fatherhood. Like, sure. And, and I think that's kind of, that's how it begins. You know, it's like, you're, you're taking care of your, the seed that the Lord gave you, which in, in, in a sense is like to my wife, you know, like I'm supposed to create conditions around her that help her heal and flourish and I really wasn't doing that in the beginning, like at all. And so it was kind of stumbling around in the dark um, on my own until I discovered brotherhood at church. And then once I started reading more and more scripture and hearing other men share their stories that I realized, like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, reinventing the wheel and I kind of don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> I tell you, that's super relatable though. I, and I, and I feel like, you know, just the conditions of, of, um, a lot of the messaging that we hear kind of growing up, it, it kind of leads us in these paths of thinking, you know, this is linear way of approaching life, right? It's like, I, I will go get the job. I will go find a wife. I will at some point, you know, get married, settle down buy the house, have the kids, all that stuff. And it's, and it's really interesting. It's been interesting for me. Um, you know, you're talking about this extended adolescence. It does seem like all of those growth, I mean, each of those steps kind of along that path on some level kind of shape the way that we grow and develop as men. Um, And I feel like as I've been looking around and thinking about it, even within, even within my marriage, you know, I tend to spend as well. So I I feel you there, Ian. Uh, But it's easy to kind of get caught up in the stuff of, of a marriage and it's easy to get caught up in, um, the experience of wherever you're at and, and, you know, doing what's fun and entertaining. Uh, and I do feel like, um, infertility creates this sort of artificial, uh, bubble of sorts that makes it difficult to grow in your marriage, uh, on some level, because, you know, had you been having children, all of a sudden you and your wife's lives become instantaneously, not about yourself anymore. Um, and, and I mean, ultimately, right. I think that's the good of marriage anyway. The good of marriage is that you empty yourself, empty of yourself, and totally embrace the other in such a way that you become like a new creation. Um, I think that children become right. yeah. a, a, an immediate sort of revelation of that kind of inner reality of, of marriage. Um, and without that, you kind of have the it's
1: possibility.
0: Yeah. You can kind of go flying off the rails. Yeah. (laughs) I was just going to say, yeah, it's kind of like without that sort of automatic check, um, it's, it's easy to get sucked into the stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're sitting here in a marriage with like two people that aren't really clicking on each other very well because you've just, you've just not necessarily uh, had the same sort of stimulus that you otherwise might've had to kind of coalesce as, as two. Um, Instead, you're kind of fighting this thing that's, that's challenging and that's uh, a struggle and is painful. Um, And it's, and it's easier to escape from that by continuing down the path of pursuing what's entertaining and, 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 you know, about new experiences and buying new things or whatever. Uh, Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, You're so right. Um, I think back at like, gosh, you know, I, I picked up so much in those first five years of marriage, you know. So we did NFP, the natural family planning the first year. And then after that, we were like, okay, now we want to you know, try to conceive. And so, but nothing, you know, happened no matter what we did. And, and it was just like, okay, Lord, what's going on? But uh, yeah, it was just a lot of um, white noise because mm. I didn't know, like when you go to college, like me, I got a business degree. I learned how to solve business problems, you know, that had to do with marketing because I got a marketing. Degree. Like I was, I knew how to structure thinking around that kind of stuff, but like, how do you do structured thinking when it comes to like these other problems about life? Like, you know, what do you do with the wife who is in grief? What do you do yeah. um, whenever you're you're when you're disillusioned and whenever your manhood and your your. Uh, yeah, like you, like I like how you said that, you know, like where I'm going to get this type of job and then I'm going to get married. And, then, you know, everything's just going to fall into place. And, of course, that's in a sense, you know, so tell the Lord your plans. And that's where he laughs. But I mean, it's just like there, you know, there are so many um, uh, there's so many more dynamics and like we're called to be more dynamic. And that's where I really fell into. Um, I think a lot of kind of like I call it like just American things, you know, like, oh, you know, I started watching um was it the walking dead and you know, you know you know i just watched like a million seasons because you know on netflix it would just kind of roll to the next one and i play video games with my nephew andres you know uh, he's, he's 21 now that, kid. Um, that wow. young kid um but he actually helped out a lot my sister was a single mom and so i helped out a lot with him so i also had like um that kind of spiritual fatherhood with him in a sense and that's I helped cool. out with him so, you know, that was another one of those things that I, I had a disconnect with my wife. My wife wasn't connected to him. Like I sure. you know, it was just, you know, it was just different. It was a different dynamic and, um, though she loved him very much and it was just different. Um, and yeah. so, uh, yeah, like I, I, became so filled with, um, things that made me feel good in the short term. Like, oh, I'm going to watch this TV show. Or I'm going to get some ice cream. I'm going to go, I do these short-term things and then realizing like, gosh, you know, my life isn't any better. Like, My life, I don't feel any better. My wife's not feeling better. Um, I'm not feeling better about myself and and the direction we're going. And it was kind of like after, gosh, like five years or so that I started really coming into like, okay, so what's the meaning, Lord? Like, what does this mean? Because Mm -hmm. I was looking for a seed that looked like such and such, you know, like that looked like a child. And that's not the seed that came. And so it just begged that question in, in my prayer and in my discussions with other men and it was always on the back of my head like okay lord like what is the what what am i doing here what are we doing here and uh that's just kind of how it started to that's how kind of in a sense it's just when you go and show up to church and you show up to the scripture and you show up to a men's group even though you don't feel like going the lord always leaves a seed in your hand and i tell i challenge any of you brothers listening out there um, that are struggling in any way, whether that's, um, through you know, bad habits, uh, addictions, or, um, you know, just negative thinking, negative beliefs, or anything like that, just go to a men's group, uh, go to church, crack open that Bible, crack open, crack open a, a good uh, self-help book out there, because the Lord, and this is one of those things like a trip to the dentist, you know, like, the Lord's going to give you something good. When you go to the dentist, it's not fun sometimes, but you know, you're going to, your tooth is going to come out better because they're going to you know fix it for you. And might be a little unpleasant, but you're going to be glad you did it. And that's what I say is where you brothers are called. And where I was called to start taking those steps into, a I, I look at it like spiritual fatherhood formation, because there's a lot of people there. We're in a world right now in America where there's a huge, huge need for fathers, huge, huge need for fathers. And, um, And good husbands, great, yeah, right. And good husbands and uh, good men, you know. And uh, you know, what does (laughs) virginity look like as a Catholic? And gosh, we can go on. But yeah, it's like the Lord always leaves you with something—a good little seed for you to go and plant in your heart and plant in your marriage. And it starts to—and that's that's what you were called to do. That's what why you're here is because the Lord's giving you seeds, like He says in Gen, like the Lord said in Genesis, it's. To guard and to till. That's what Adam's job was. And and we're doing the same exact job today. And, and and that's with all of our technology and all of our great scientific breakthroughs, we're still doing the same work. And uh, it's really special. So that scripture is alive and well and it's uh it's awesome.
0: <laughs> Man, no kidding. Yeah, it's so true. Things things don't really change, do they? It's just kind of uh same same gift, different package. <laughs>
1: right, right, yeah. And it's like the parent, um, and it's also interesting too. It's like in life, um, things happen in life that you weren't kind of expecting. And I can't help but think of that same thing too. It's like um, there are things that happen in, in um, there's things about ourselves that you're like, oh, I thought I would have improved in such and such way. I thought I'd be more healthy or more fit and have a six pack at this time of my life. You know, or however, I, I wouldn't be struggling with this particular like vice still. You know, I thought I would have that, you know, out not of not the way too. 10 years ago. And it's like, we're just trying to create the conditions around ourselves, you know, and ask the Lord for grace. And we just keep trying. And it's like, it's that same thing. Like that's what we're doing for other people. We're just trying to create good conditions and, you know, ask the Holy spirit to, uh, to guide other people, other you know people that we care about, or other people that we hope to influence for them to kind of go on a better path. And it's just, uh, it's accepting the seed that it is and just kind of just being like, all right, Lord, I'm guarding and tilling and I'm watering and I'm putting a little sunshine and, That's all I'm doing. I'm just doing that same old job. Just, you know, help me Lord to be patient with it.
0: (laughs) That's I think that's a good place to stop. That's uh, that's beautiful. Um, Ian, I want to thank you so much for having this, for spending your father's day with me. This has been great.
1: Oh, you too, brother. Thank you. It was definitely a pleasure. And uh, yeah, definitely uh, I'm really, really thankful for um, this Springs in the desert ministry. It's done a lot for my wife and, I just started tagging along. It's one of those things where you just hear this little whisper in the back of your head, like, just, just go to the, to the little meeting with her, you know, that they're going to have and just watch or just be there with her. And Every time I'm like, wow, thank you, Lord. Like, And I grow closer to my wife and, and her and I are growing into something different as a result of this ministry. And, and Amen. You, know, you and I are growing together just by these conversations, you know, steel sharpens steel. And I give glory to God for that because we're, we're raising each other raising each other up and it's it's a beautiful thing.
0: It is. It is. And I, I am immensely grateful for it every day. No question. Amen. Well good. Well want to thank everybody for listening today to this Springs of the Desert podcast on a man's take. And uh, we hope that you will continue to look for more content coming from us in the future. Continue tuning in, seeing all the information that's being posted on our Springs in the Desert webpage. Please share our, our social media our Facebook, our Instagram, with with any of your friends who are interested in this content, and we will be keeping you all in our prayers.